0: on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett stats Snoresworthy and Bryant Dakis.
1: Welcome in to Sports Time on a Thursday. Bryant and Brett with you for the next three hours. A lot to get to. College football right around the corner, a couple games tonight, NFL back in action tonight, we've got postseason baseball starting in about an hour, but Brian and Brett with you in our family leisure studios, Brett how you doing this afternoon?
2: I'm doing great, Brian. Don't leave out your hockey. You forgot to ask David Branch your hockey question yesterday. Yeah, but
1: I mean, no offense to the Arizona Coyotes, but uh, you know, as much as I would love to ask about the Arizona Coyotes, that is one franchise. You took one for the listener, didn't you? Yeah, nobody wants to hear about the Coyotes. Not even not even hockey fans want to talk about the Coyotes. So, uh, so I I saved I saved a lot of people yesterday, I think.
2: We do have it all going. We're really gonna get it all going. Tuesday night NBA starts. Wednesday night it starts for the twenty third year in downtown Memphis and I can't wait, I promise you I'm as excited about next Wednesday night is that first opening night against the Detroit Pistons at the pyramid in two thousand one and really looking forward to this season. Any big ESPN think pieces today? I searched high and low and didn't see any. Uh no, not today. Uh maybe maybe took a day off? Maybe tomorrow, yeah. Who knows? Okay. Boy, I tell you, somebody that never tires—the NCAA—and it feels like in their last hours of having any power, they're really going to try to make life miserable for a lot of people. What I would beg people, what I would beg people, regardless of who they point at, that's when you need to unite. Because if they point at your biggest rival, don't don't enjoy it. You need to be on your rival side of this one. And whoever they aim, wherever they aim, you need to support that one. This today with Michigan, I I wish Michigan would tell them, you know what off Hmm. is just as far off as you can get. Lose our number. We're not complying. Don't poke around. We, We will have our security escort you off this campus if you show up.
1: Yeah, no, no, you're right about that. But I think uh, easier said than done to uh, to unite with your rival, especially when you're talking about Michigan and their rival, Michigan State.
2: Uh, but I, I completely I know, but agree what- with you. But that's what keeps digging this to kind of the lowest common denominator yep. is 133 FBS college football teams. Mm-hmm. When, when, when they come after Michigan, instead of 132 enjoying Michigan's time under the, the microscope, the examination, it should be 132 going, no, yeah. no, this is garbage from cheeseburgers to, to whatever this is. First of all, I don't know how you could regulate well, yeah, I do too. But I, but it, it would be so easy to do now to send paid-for-a-day scouts out to an opposing game and just hold up your iPhone on all the signaling from the bench of the right. opponent.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: What What's the difference in that? then having you know just copies and reams and reams of video in your video department that's true no you you've got a
1: good point and now you see uh everyone so uh and this will probably just make people more paranoid because of this story coming out but we've seen over the years teams getting paranoid and having the the sheets that they hold up and uh oh, and yeah, trying to sheets. block just anybody that might be out there looking at their signs um so i'm sure with this story that's only going to become more popular which i think it's hilarious anytime i see it um because it's just and, and absolutely goofy goofy, ridiculous
2: it, it is brian the thing about holding up the curtains is what if somebody's sitting on the other yes. side yes. unobstructed uh-huh. by the curtains yes. and holding up their mm-hmm. phone
1: yes i mean there's you got to worry about the people on the other side that you i guess clearly because they're on the other side of the field they can't see your signs or whatever and then like i mean the poor the poor fans that like paid all this money to sit in the front row or the the Front couple of rows, and now they're trying to watch a game, and they, they they see these curtains in the way they can't even see the snap each
2: play. I, I, I've I've got good friends that are irate over it in Oxford. Really, they sit on the front row, wow. and they paid big money. They want to be able to see the game, not black curtains yeah, up. Yeah,
1: and it's every play. I mean, when you think they're gone, they here they come again, and they're up, and you you can't see all the signs and and the directing. How would you like to be curtain guy? Oh man, hey, I mean, look if the if the the salary's right, Brett, you know? I mean,
2: I guess you everybody do. wants to, wants to shot at, but it, but just, and, and then the, the NCA today, I mean, it, it, it's really kind of everywhere and nothing better than Bill Self, all with the self pity and, Oh, yeah. My, my reputation has been immensely harmed. Hey, Bill, you're lucky you're not in jail like the shoe representative from Adidas that did time in the jug. Sure did. Went to jail over helping your program.
1: Yeah, no, I, I. uh you know. Kansas uh, may might have taken a, uh, a a sigh of relief after uh, what happened a couple weeks ago and but now I mean I think even more of a reason for Kansas fans that just went through all this with the NCAA and some of these other teams that have have gone had to you know go through the NCAA trying to to hammer their program like you said should be uniting with with Michigan and and saying enough's enough
2: and and Kansas trouble really wasn't that much with the NCAA right it was a different alphabet suit. That's right. It was the FBI.
1: <laughs> that is a good point. It was the FBI in there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, but you're right. The NCAA seems like they're, if they're going to go out, they're going to go out
2: swinging. I mean, there's a lot of difference between pinhead from the NCAA uh, yes. tailing you and going through your garbage yes. than the FBI That's knocking right. on your door. That's right. A L-
1: little bit of a difference. You know, some different letters in there, maybe some, uh, some different, uh, power did, in there
2: did as you- well. Did you read, and I did, it made me dumber, but I did. I clicked on it and read, the Bill Self, Self-Pity, Poor Me. Man, I'm just out here coaching ball, and they drag my name through the mud. A person went to jail directly sure linked to him. Sure did. I-, I didn't read that. Where Where was that? It was, it all decides today. Oh wow, I, I, mi- I, I must have missed that. I made myself dumber for a minute and a half clicking on it.
1: No, I didn't, uh, I didn't see that and I'm gonna probably, uh, stay away from it, Brett. I, I probably don't want to read it, so, you know. I'm glad you read it for me though. I did. I was looking out for you. Yeah, you're looking out for me because I, 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 sure as heck don't want to read it. But no, very weird, um, though, that this NCAA thing comes down um, of all weeks, Michigan versus Michigan State week. I think maybe the the only worst week it could come down on is uh, Michigan Ohio
2: State week. But uh, I mean, this and, 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 and even more beautiful. Some of the Michigan State respondents on the Twitter X machine to the allegations. Really? This is what disturbs yeah, you uh-huh. at Michigan State? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe somebody sitting in the stands, uh-huh. videoing something, scouting. This is what bothers you at Michigan State. Yeah.
1: That's too rich. It sure is. It, it really is. So it's, it's weird. Um, but now, of course, all of the, uh, you know, Twitter, uh, detectives and stuff, they're pulling up, uh, like videos from like, I forgot. Who, they're either playing like Rutgers or Maryland and, uh, and during a like they were going to halftime, and, and they grabbed the the opposing coach for an interview while they were going into the tunnel, and they're like, "Coach, you know this Michigan defense has really been playing well, and and your your offense is struggling to get anything going. Uh, what really needs to change at halftime to come out and, and put some points on the board?" And I forget which school it was, but their head coach was like, uh, "Well, there's just a lot of things that that are going on right now, and there's a lot of things behind the scenes that that you know they're just doing things wrong, and and, and you know we're just gonna have to play through it." And everyone's like, "Wow, they knew about it." I mean, they're 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 seeing it. So I I don't know. How about
2: how about this simple suggestion to said coach, change your signals? Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> that's what uh, that's what uh, we always did in baseball. If we ever thought that uh, someone was had uh, had an idea of our signs, they just change them. I mean, it's in so
2: much of sports is transference. It, 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 it's it's not that a little bit like I, I said about Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, it was never. Him struggling in the postseason. Okay. It was never the Cardinals, just with a good approach. Or, or a week or so ago, the team that boxed him around with the, uh, the Arizona mm-hmm. that boxed him around. It's it, it's always something more nefarious. It wasn't really right. me. Right. It, it it was it, it, they got to me. That that is such garbage. That's it's such a horrible way to live and exist. Is somebody's out to get me and somebody got me and it really wasn't my fault. I I, I don't I don't know how people really. How they want to be guided by that? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's. Uh, I mean, it's a weird way to live when you're always you're always right. You never make any mistakes. It's always somebody else's fault. But uh, you see a lot of it.
2: And, and, and he, here's another one. And I have said it for a while with great baseball analysts. Okay. And I think John Smoltz m- m- is among the very best yeah, ever. Do, really do, do you like listening to they're John Smoltz? Really good. He is so good. But a lot of times, especially. With former pitchers, every home run uh, he missed a spot. Oh, it was a bad oh, pitch.
1: Oh, Brett, that is my that's my pet peeve in baseball. Is could all it the, ever be better the, the announcers? The ball? It's every single announcer today. Is whenever uh, there's a right. yeah. Oh, we just missed a spot. No, no, no. We have great hitters in this game, and there is such a thing of a pitcher hitting a spot and throwing a pitch, and and a batter just. Getting, getting a hold of one.
2: Exactly. And, and the same, you know, and, and for years I've gotten on Joey Votto, he never struck out looking that it wasn't a bad pitch or a bad, oh, bad that's call. that's right. Yep, that's right. Never. Mm-hmm. He never struck out looking that he didn't growl and, and, and moan and groan walking away. Yeah. Hey, sometimes they beat uh-huh. you. Sometimes batter. That the very best that ever do it only do it mm-hmm. three out of ten times. He got you. That's right. That's right. They're, look, there. There. For some reason, we've
1: gotten away from. There are. Really, really good pitchers. They're also really, really good hitters, and we forget that sometimes, especially when guys like Joey Votto and some of these great hitters or, or Clayton Kershaw, some of these best pitchers, step up to the mound or step up to the plate. We just forget about it, and it's, oh, they missed their spot, or, oh, the, the ump missed that one. That was a ball. He shouldn't have been struck out on that one. I mean, it, and it's every and, single and I say answer. That with,
2: and I say that with a proviso. If I flame out, I'm going to blame it on the Wi-Fi.
1: Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's a good excuse. That might be the best excuse I've heard today in terms of the NCAA and, and baseball and anything. Um, uh, that that really might be the best. Speaking of, you actually just segued me perfectly, um, talking about the. NCAA and the FBI. Another team that was involved in that Louisville. Did you catch any of their exhibition last night against Simmons College? I, I, I did. I didn't. Oh, I, I, like like I,
2: like I took that time to get dumber reading the Bill Self story for you. Uh-huh. I left it up to yes. you to watch U of L last night. And I think it. I got dumber. So
1: I think uh, maybe we both got dumber for each other. You know. Well, let's up <laughs> begin. That's right. How about, how about this, Brett? Uh, 10 turnovers in the first 10 minutes for Louisville last night, uh, against Simmons College. Yikes. Uh, uh, easy to say, uh, it was their exhibition game because they did not look good. Now they blew them out. Um, but, uh, boy, those first 10 minutes looked, uh, looked very rough. And they're going to be a bad Louisville team. I'm just saying it right now. Very Again? young. And they're going to be bad. Yeah. There, there's, I mean. Well, hold,
2: hold. hold. E- everybody's young or everybody's yes, that's chemistry. True. Everybody.
1: Well, no, no, no. Young is in like, it's a bunch of freshmen and sophomores on the team. I mean, it's, oh, it's they, they
2: really are. Cl-
1: yeah, they're class wise. Yeah, y'all. I think I think out of the twelve scholarship players, I think nine of them are classified as either a freshman or. Well, sophomore. I don't think you win like that. No, right no, now. No, no, I think no, no, you no. get your
2: brains beat uh-huh. out that way. Now. Yeah,
1: and see, and Kenny Payne. I mean, I really like Kenny Payne, but it already I seems like he's starting to kind of like make the excuses. I forgive him from in the past. Uh huh. Yeah, that you Um, because I was reading, a, I was reading. A I don't forgive and,
2: you for uh, when he was an assistant at Kentucky. Yeah, well,
1: how that. how could you? I mean, you you only get. One forgiveness in terms of
2: if right. you're if
1: you've been if you've and been associated with Louisville and Kentucky uh, with gotta basketball, of I mean, we, we yeah. got to take one. Maybe not. The so other. here
2: I am with transparency. Exactly,
1: exactly. But. Uh, I saw a quote from him yesterday, um, and he was like, yeah, I see a lot of people talk about uh, wanting to go old and using the transfer portal, but I don't think... Oh, here it is, here it is, here it is. This is from the coach. I read this yesterday from Kenny Payne. In order to build, you've got to have some young guys. I'm about developing players. Some say you need to get older, but I don't know how you build a program if everyone is a transfer. Look, I get what you're trying to say, ooh. Kenny Payne, but it sounds like you already know you're not going to be very good this year, and you're trying to put some sort of shield in front of you, so that at the end yeah. of the season, uh, when you're bottom three of the league. 11 and
2: 21. Yeah,
1: nobody, you can, you can come back and say, well, we knew we were going to be bad this year.
2: We were really young. We're building the program. So, ooh, they are when, young. When, when you, when you get beat, and you're out of the ACC tournament yeah. by two thirty uh-huh. Central Time yeah. on Tuesday that week.
1: Yeah, no. It's, See how that works. Uh, yeah, it's going to be. But but they might be fun to watch. I mean, they're young, but they might be fun to watch. Tyler Johnson, who used to be, who was a Memphis commit at one point, he's going to be their backup point oh, guard. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go, Brett. Sky Clark, who uh, played a little bit of his high school ball in Nashville, um, is there now. Um, so I mean, you know, they've got some play. They've got this massive freshman. He's like seven one. Seven, 7'2", uh, Dennis Evans, he's their center. Very raw, but very uh, long and lengthy. So they might be fun to watch. I might bet on them a lot, probably against them a lot, and watch them. But I don't think they're going to do much winning, Brett. And that is that is my You're recap from last night's take Louisville Cache, Simmons College. You? Hey, look, if I can find an edge... Very well done, Brian. I've got to. I mean, i got to take an edge if I find it. So uh, that yeah. is... Uh, very
2: they- they- very well done with that summation last night Thank of U of L against what team? Uh, Simmons College, Brett. They are Simmons a, uh, College.
1: They are a um, not Harden Simmons,
2: uh, just yeah, Simmons
1: man. College, just, just Simmons College, I believe. Um, what did they say they were? They're not a, um, they're 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 not an ni an NAIA school. They're like one ring <laughs> under NAIA. It's like uh, <laughs> where's that? It's like the National Christian Collegiate Athletic Association or something like that. I. <laughs> I, didn't know it existed. I, I look, Brett. I I didn't. <laughs> but I wish him well. I do wish him well, and uh, I hope they have a great season in whatever so league you're playing. So it
2: anti-Christian.
1: <laughs> hey, good point, <laughs> Brett.
2: I'm not a very good one, but
1: I won't <laughs> be anti-one. No, uh, you got a you got a good point there. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, the the NCCAA, the Ooh, wow. National Collegiate College. No, the National Collegiate Christian Athletic Association. That's your in talk about alphabet. But they soap, don't play, on Sunday. I'm almost guaranteed they probably don't play on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) On Wednesday. On Wednesdays and Saturdays. Yeah, we're Wednesday. You're right. So Tuesdays and Saturdays. But wait, last night was Wednesday, so they did play. Oh man, wow.
2: Oh. (laughs) We gotta learn more about Southern college. Yeah, that's exactly why they lost. So, uh. No, and the easy comeback to Kenny Payne about, about getting players like that. He, he, he doesn't know, or he probably does know, Everybody in the world is going to be poaching them after you try to develop them. Oh yeah,
1: and that's the problem now. Is as you know, if you want to be young and quote, you know, develop this program, like you just said, you have you know, let's say Tyler Johnson who's committed to Memphis. If he goes out there and as a freshman backup point guard averages ten and five or something like that, oh, here comes you know X team saying, oh, we can take this guy and and he can be a big player for us. So you're right, but you know, it's going to be.
2: Do you know? Speaking of long seven footer Uh, players like that. Do you know who went to SEC Media Days representing Missouri? Uh, oh, oh, Connor Vanover. Oh, Brett, Connor Honor. Vanover is a Missouri Tiger. Met, including the Memphis Tigers as a commitment. Name the other places he also played. I got this. I got this. Okay, okay. All
1: right. uh, so uh, he started, oh my gosh. Okay, he was at uh, Cal. He was at, he was at Berkeley. Ding, 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 ding. Um, Cal, then Cal he, Berkeley. He was at Arkansas. Ding, ding 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 ding. Then it's... he was at uh, Oral Roberts, and, correct, and now he's at Missouri.
2: <laughs> what a career! What
1: a career! And and almost picked okay. Memphis over. Do you know what school everyone was mad about because it was he was. It was his only other scholarship offer when he committed to Memphis.
2: Like, like Bellarmine or somebody? Wachita Baptist, Brett. Wachita Baptist, yeah. OBU, yeah. Oh, I D- love Wachita. D- D- Dennis Nuts, head basketball That's coach right. There, the youngest yeah. of the Nut Brothers. That's
1: right. No, so, uh, Connor Vanover, yeah. I, I, I did listen to Dennis Gates, uh, I listened to his press conference last night and I heard him talking about Connor Vanover. And one of the questions he got asked was, uh, Outside of Connor Vanover's height, what does he add to this roster? And I was like, what nice. a question. What a question. What a qu- I mean, it's true, but wow. I don't know if you want to ask the head coach it, that coach so. that. It is true,
2: and and, and I missed I – don't, I don't know his parents well, but I know them a, a little. Yeah. His, his mom was a, a a great player for Arkansas, late 80s, early 90s, my time frame's right. And I didn't like how he was getting knocked around when he oh, was committed either, to yeah. Tubby Smith here. Uh, I thought it was some real cheap shots. Okay, I got way out there, way too far in my assessment of him when I said. What was your assessment? I forgot. In in time. Oh, no. And we've had the time. I missed. I missed bad. I'm trying to think who I can blame this on like everybody wants to blame things on. But I'm not going to do that. I said, in time, he will be. And I said, type. I said, type. T-Y-P-E. Type. Yeah. Frank Kaminsky,
1: Frank the Tank. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Hey, look.
2: Okay, I missed. Okay, hey, I missed. Hey,
1: hey, Brett. You know, you might have <laughs> missed. But I will say this: he has, he's he's turned out to be no, a no. decent <laughs> college basketball. <laughs> no, he's no, huge for no. Royal Roberts his height
2: last year. is the only thing. You're right, you're right. His height's the yes. only thing that's yes. T Y P E of Frank Kaminsky <laughs> type.
1: You are right. Well, let me set up. You missed, but hey, that's all right. That's all right. We'll get we'll get it next time. Um, But uh, let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story of the day. Three thirty. Bill Bender from the Sporting News will join us to talk college football at three forty-five. We'll talk some baseball as at that time we'll be getting ready for the first game of the day, starting at about four o'clock between the Phillies and the D-backs. Four o'clock. Keith Smith from Track and the Front Office Show will join us to talk NBA. It will be our last time to talk. Talk to Keith before the start of the NBA regular season as that tips off on Tuesday. 4.30 we'll get into tonight's Thursday night football game. uh, And then 4.45 we'll get to big number of the day. 5 o'clock Greg Gaston will join us to talk Tigers. 5.30 we'll get to what's trending and at 5.45 we'll wrap up today's show like we always do. ...with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, we're in our Family Leisure Studios where family and fun come together. The Overstock Sale, help us clear out their inventory at Family Leisure. Select patio sets up to 50% off. Play gyms under $2,000. Extended sale pricing on all in-stock hot tubs and swim spas. The winter pool closing items are up to 30% off. And pool tables and game room items up to $700 on their in-stock items. They also have saunas, massage chairs, arcades, and theater seatings. All of those are free delivering, and the special financing is still available, but only at Family Leisure, 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40.
2: We are Sports Time. That's Brian. I'm Brett. Johnny Hill also with us. Please welcome Johnny as part of our team fine young men. We're glad to have Johnny as part of our team. You can reach us at 901-360-8255. This hour brought to you every day by the one and only Lexus dealership in town. Appropriately Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and online at Lexus of Memphis.com. Great offers on all 2023 models and always special leasing options. 24s are arriving. Call them at 901-334-9673. Drive in luxury and confidence knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services stop by lexus of memphis at 2600 ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2023 flagship ls 500 and you'll be looking and you'll be driving in style when you purchase a lexus you get top-of-the-line engineering and design and they make for the luxury driving experience online at LexusofMemphis.com Experience amazing, experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top Story of the Day
1: Well Brett, my top story, I've got to give them a shout out because this was really the first year I had really kind of started checking in and watching the WNBA and last night we crowned a new champion in the WNBA the Las Vegas Aces and what a season they had 34-6 and six. they, I mean, to be honest it wasn't even fair. Some of the teams they were playing in the WNBA, they ended up only losing one postseason game, and that was in this final series against the New York Liberty, 34-6 um, and 6 in a professional league is is unbelievable from top to bottom. I mean, just all-stars around their lineup, so very fun. I know the WNBA, the NBA has done a great job um, trying to build that league up and put it on on a bigger uh, scale, and, and I know the same thing with ESPN, putting a lot of these games on ABC, on ESPN, to kind of give them... Um, a bigger platform which is really really cool to see um, for any sport uh, but last night the, the Las Vegas Aces and not only did they win but just the fact blows my mind could have been a big number that a professional team went 34-6 and against other professional players just incredible to watch them I mean they were every night blowing out teams by 20, 30, 40 points um, a great season for, for the Las Vegas Aces uh, and Darren Waller was also there uh, his wife Uh, was uh, playing Kelsey Plum, was a winner last night. So we got to see Darren Waller there in attendance. Really fun to watch.
2: And and it was a a good story. And next year, the ownership group of the San Francisco Warriors, they have bought in with the WNBA well. So it is is growing in the NBA. They they really played the long game, and it's working for them now with the WNBA. My top story, the Astros made it a series last night, we think, we hope. But even in defeat, Texas stood up in that game. They they, they didn't will. They, they The pitching let them down. But they stayed right there in the game and sent a message. They're not going away. Houston's just so good on the road. Arizona, they have to win game three at home, or it's only a matter of when, not if, for Philly. Back-to-back, if they, if they win the LCS, back-to-back World Series appearances, back-to-back champions of the National League, that is significant. The Phillies won it all in 1980 and 2008. They've lost six World Series appearances in their history. Tonight, Suarez against uh, Fat in about—is uh, it Fat or Fault? Fault? How does he pronounce Fault? It? I think like like I fought the law and the law won.
1: Yeah, pretty much. That's that's at least what <laughs> I've heard it from the D D-backs radio broadcast.
2: Suarez against Fault
1: in about an hour.
0: Not top story of the day. Well,
1: I'm going to stick right there with Major League Baseball for my not top story of the day. Brett, last night we had Astros versus the Rangers. It was really a a back-against-the-wall game for the Astros. And, And Brett, we really kind of talked about pretty much what happened in that game. We said yesterday before we got off air that... This could be a a good opportunity for the Astros uh, to to really make something happen against Max Scherzer. He's just coming back from injury. Historically, he hasn't been great in the playoffs. And this just seemed like a good spot for the Astros with their backs against the wall. And they went out and did just that. Really kind of, uh, especially in that second and third inning, started beating up uh, Max Scherzer. Really in the first inning, too. I think they had bases loaded in the first inning. But then they were able to get out of it. And then in the second, third, fourth inning... Really put on some runs. So a big win for the Astros. But like you said, two games today. Ranger Suarez on the mound for the Phillies. Um, and he's been good. One start in the postseason. And he looked good in that. Not a great regular season. And on the other side, the young Brandon Fott. 3-9 uh, and nine on the regular season with a 5.72 ERA. So maybe a lot of runs in this game. We've already seen that Phillies offense. And maybe that D-backs offense uh, can wake up at home.
2: My night top story. Don't forget Thursday night football. The NFL The Jacksonville Jags at the Dome in New Orleans. You know it's already rocking around the Dome in New Orleans. It always is. Winners of three straight Jacksonville, two in London, one in Jacksonville, and a chance to get to five and two. Five and two will go a long way in that division. But remember this. It's a real long season. After tonight, ten more games left for Jacksonville. Uh, It's really really a long season, and – and, and for Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, I think he's going to go tonight and Travis ADN. They have a good, good, they have good weapons and this will be two good defenses tonight. The Saints, they're a defensive team first and tonight will be fun watching Jags or listening to Jags and Saints at the dome.
1: That's right. Well, I'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to our first break of the day. When we come back, we'll talk uh, college football with Bill Bender.
0: Sports 56 and 985 FM. Joining Brian and Brett now on Sports Time is Bill Bender, National College Football Writer for the Sporting News, and on Twitter X at Bill Bender. Here's Bill with Brian and Brett.
1: Bill Bender joining us now from the Sporting News to talk some college football. Bill, thanks so much for joining us again and i want to start with kind of the uh the newest breaking news uh from the ncaa they're now investigating michigan for uh for stealing signs supposedly sending um employees sending people to uh future opponents uh games and, and stealing signs what did you make of this story that that dropped a, a few hours ago
3: not much yet i mean you know i've People are going to run with that, obviously. Of course. It would be the second time they got in trouble in less than a year. I just think this is another story that a narrative I do buy is that the more this stuff happens, like, it's going to push Jim Harbaugh to the NFL or, or try to get back into the NFL like he has the last two years. It's uh, really interesting, though. I mean, stealing signs is not illegal. If the other team their signs and you pick up on it, that's part of football. Now, right. if you're sending two other venues, that is prohibited, and that's where they could get in trouble.
2: Can 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 a representative go to a game just and, and just go to a game and buy a ticket? Well,
3: that's what I don't like. Some of these are like gray areas, right? Like, I, even if they did do that, I'd be like, okay, they're just watching a game. But I mean, obviously, people scout high school opponents all the time in person, sure, in college. Oh, that's yeah. not allowed, so. I think it's a vague rule. I mean, and if they're doing it, they should be punished. And what is that punishment? That's what it doesn't say. Is this, okay, we're going to suspend Harbaugh again? Are we going to you know, add this to the level one violations that haven't been resolved? Um, I don't think it would result in forfeits. But, you know, like when the Patriots, I, I, the Patriots comparison's apt because it, it, they didn't forfeit games but they lost draft picks. So if you do get caught and it is proven, I wonder what the punishment would be. That's kind of my biggest question.
2: Bill, I assume you'll be at Ohio Stadium Saturday?
3: I am. I'm finishing up all the stuff I need to get done. Uh, I'll be at the shoe early on Saturday morning, I'm sure. It's a get-there-early type deal. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait.
2: Do you think Penn State will bring a lot of fans, or
3: or as many as they can get tickets for? As many as they can get tickets for, yeah. Um, They'll have a corner of the stadium. I think it's going to be such an interesting game because these teams are so similar. The defenses are really good. Um, The quarterbacks have not made mistakes, whether it's Aller or McCord. And um, I mean, the only separate group, the only group where there's like separation is uh, receiver and tight end. I think Ohio State has elite receivers, tight ends, uh, beginning with Marvin Harrison and Cade Stover. Penn State's got some guys that are going to have to step up in that regard. So, I, I mean, it's a top ten showdown, and, and it'd be the second one I've been at this year. So I'm really excited for it. Wow, this
2: one—it's time for James Franklin to win this game, isn't it?
3: It is. They haven't done that since 2016. It's a really tough, uh, really tough place to win. You know, they haven't won there. They haven't won there since 2011, and uh, so with all the buildup around the preseason expectations, and I talked to you guys throughout the summer and throughout the season, I mean, it's built toward this game. I mean, Penn State loses this game. I think that's the more, the larger reaction than if Ohio State does. Because Ohio State still has, we've seen Ohio State lose a game and be back into the playoffs. We've seen that. We haven't seen Penn State get in the 14 playoff. And I think that's an important step for this program to take.
1: Absolutely. Oh, Going back to last week, Bill, uh, USC and Notre Dame. Notre Dame really uh, controlled that game and kind of dominated it. Uh, What did that tell you about both those teams, Notre Dame and and USC in the loss?
3: Notre Dame probably wishes it scheduled somebody a little bit easier on the Louisville week because they probably could. I mean, the two-loss rule always applies to the college football playoff. so, I mean, yeah, I was impressed with their defense, impressed with them getting five turnovers, taking what USC gave them. It was a nightmare night for the Trojans. And something to keep in mind as they go to the Big Ten. They better learn how to play in bad weather because mm-hmm. they're going to get that at Purdue and at Minnesota and at Michigan. So um that was one of my takeaways. I mean, they're not dead, but turn around to a pretty tough Utah game this week.
2: Yeah, that that great USC Sports Information Office—they're going to have to be digging through some some past programs and and game notes because they're in the future they're going to play in three or four or five coldest games they've ever played in.
3: Oh yeah, and I mean Notre Dame brought it, and Notre Dame—I mean what a stretch! I think kind of stretches will be rewarded more in the twelve-team playoff, playing four straight ranked mm-hmm. opponents, and as long as. And Notre Dame could finish ten and two, and probably go to a New Year's Day Six Bowl in this format. But in the new one, I think if you do that kind of run, the gauntlet that they just went through, that you'll definitely have a chance to to make the college football playoffs. So, yeah, I mean that was my reaction. From a little stunned at how organized and bad USC looked on the offensive side of the ball.
1: Yeah, yeah, including the line. Yeah. Talking to Bill Bender from the Sporting News joins us every week to talk college football. Another big game this week in a top twenty-five matchup: uh, Duke and Florida State, uh, a night game, six thirty. Uh, the question is: Riley Leonard will he be able to play for Duke? It sounds like they're they're trying everything they can um, uh, to get him healthy enough to to play in this game against Florida State. Uh, what do you expect in this one Saturday night? Uh, you
3: know, you got to see if Riley Leonard plays. I mean, I don't think Florida State will blow out Duke either way. I mean, this Mike Elko coach team, they haven't lost by more than 10 points yet. Florida State's very good. They've gotten the running game going the last couple weeks around. Tred Benson they had 200 yards a couple weeks ago, controlled the lines of scrimmage against Syracuse pretty easily, a little easier than I thought it would be for them, honestly. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely a very good team. And uh, we're going to find out. I, I mean, for the ACC, I think there's a lot of pressure for its champion to stay unbeaten and stay at least with one loss because that would probably be the easiest one to discard behind Oklahoma or Texas and whoever comes out of the Pac-12.
2: Billy, in this year of the quarterback, rank your top one, two, and three quarterbacks through uh, up to now?
3: Well, you know, I think uh, obviously Michael um, uh, Penix would be one for now. I mean, as a signature win, their offense is elite. They throw it around. He makes great decisions. Um, Who's tough? I mean, probably still Caleb because I think even though he had a bad night, I, he's a guy that I, I don't know that you you can't plan for him. I mean, it all went all well for Notre Dame, and then after him, pretty open. It could be Bone. It probably is Jaden Daniels. Honestly, uh, he's putting up some wild numbers for LSU, and uh, even though they lost a couple games, he would be in that mix. But then you go. Jordan Travis, J.J. McCarthy, Shador Sanders, Bo Nix. There's a lot of guys that could still get into that mix, and that, that's why I think the Heisman trophy is still pretty wide open.
2: Have we forgotten about Quinn Ewers?
3: I mean, he did have that signature game against uh, uh, Alabama, but, you know, obviously, Dylan Gabriel, I probably should have mentioned him. I mean, he's the one that mm-hmm. stole the stage of Red River with the last drive and the Great plays in the clutch and the all-around game, and he gets to play against his old school UCF. So I mean, it's not so much we forgot about Quinn Ewers. I just think Dylan Gabriel and the Sooners, who are six and zero and look very much the profile of a college football playoff team, have kind of taken that away from him a little bit.
1: Georgia's off this week, but the big news earlier this week that Brock Bowers uh, will be out for at least uh, four to six weeks, I think the initial report said, and and some thinking uh, that his season could be over. We've seen that Georgia offense struggle at times. The Georgia team's really been banged up this season, but losing Brock Bowers, what does that mean for this Georgia team going forward?
3: Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a huge loss. He's arguably the best player in college football. He opens up everything the rest of the offense and you know for Carson Beck I want to see when they come out of the bye week I mean this is a tough stretch Florida Tennessee Missouri Ole Miss and that I think the the overall theme would be that maybe they're a little more gettable than with Bowers on the field and we'll see if that plays out so yeah it's a huge injury I feel bad because I would argue that you know I think I wrote last week that Brock Bowers had a Heisman Trophy case Oh yeah, and he is that kind of player and they are going to have to count for it. But to your point, in some ways, I um, was injured from Michigan last year, and it didn't matter against Ohio State or Purdue. Mm-hmm. might have mattered a little bit against TCU, though.
2: In in that year of the quarterback theme, got two really good ones with South Carolina playing at Mizzou, stretching from Columbia to Columbia as the SEC does now. Spencer Rattler versus Brady Cook. That that's two good quarterbacks that you know I've, I think are right there with the the Duke and Florida State quarterbacks.
3: Yeah, they they are, and uh, Cook's having a great year. Luther Burden didn't make our midseason All American team, but it's because we have. Marvin Harrison, Malik Neighbors, and Roma Dunze on it. Who do you take? Who do you wow. leave off? I mean... bunch of great receivers. Really good receivers, three spots. And that's going to be a thing all the way down to the second half of the season. And Spencer Rattler's having a heck of a year. I mean, he he's NFL-ready, NFL-caliber quarterback, going to get drafted, and we'll see. But, I mean, the the Gamecocks, I saw the SEC shorts this morning. I don't know if you guys saw that one with the mm-hmm. South Carolina mm-hmm. thing. Uh, <laughs> I was. Pretty, yeah. I got a pretty good laugh that out of was that. that ew, those, those guys do outstanding work do. over there. They really do.
2: Well, they, they, they do. Uh, Bill, before we let you go, yeah. t- tell me your your whole schedule for the day. What time will you wake up at home? Oh, man. Head to Columbus, get parked. Will you check out yeah. the, the the tailgate scene? Game day, big noon. Everybody there. G- give me Bill Bender's day Saturday.
3: Uh. Uh, Saturdays are long days anyway, but they're enjoyable because Mm -hmm. we only get 14 of them. I probably get there by like seven and then, you know, do a little bit of radio, walk around, check out the scene and games like that. The scene in Columbus is second to none. So, um, it's going to be awesome. And I I can't wait. I think the weather right now, it's a little rainy. Hopefully it holds up and you have one of those crisp, clear fall days that make Big Ten football beautiful. It's going to be a fun day.
2: Remember, Bill, I know you know this, season, veteran. Don't dress just for 7 a.m. because it's going to warm up.
3: (laughs) Oh, I know. I know where the sun comes up in that stadium. It's right in our face, typically, in the press box. Yeah. So uh, it'll be a fun day. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a ton of fun. Well, Bill, enjoy that environment. Enjoy that game. And thanks so much for joining us. Sounds
3: great. Um, Thanks for having me on. Take care.
2: Thanks, Bill. Thank you very much, Bill Bender, with us from the Sporting News, and he's got a day Saturday as the whole country be watching Penn State and Ohio State. We've got a great schedule all day Saturday. It starts with the Tigers here locally at eleven o'clock. You're going to have to pace yourself. You're going to be hungry all day. You're going you're going to want to get out some, maybe get out and watch some of the games. With people head to either commissary location. The new Collierville commissary at Houston Levy and Poplar are the original in Germantown. Perfect for big groups. Perfect for that Memphis style barbecue done the Memphis way, the slow cooked way. Brian, do you realize five weeks from today, right now, we'll be going back for leftovers on Thanksgiving Day? You're five kidding. Weeks, Only five weeks. Five weeks. weeks. You need to get on that list right now for the holiday bird at the commissary. Call them at 901-754-5540 and put in that order now. It will go by quickly. You want, to, you want to get in line early, you want to get in line now for the Christmas holidays as well, 901-754-5540 for the holiday bird at the commissary, that great food we've we've come to know and love so much over 42-plus years. And if you're craving an easier way to order, text COMMISSARY to 337 Dig into the ribs of the shoulder, chopped or pulled on a plate on a sandwich, all the appetizers like the tamales, the barbecue nachos, the smoked chicken wings, the cheese plate, those nachos invented at the, at the Germantown commissary in the early eighties, all the sides and the desserts like the lemon icebox pie, banana pudding. You get those as well as part of the, the holiday package. 901-754-5540. Or go online to commissarybbq.com in Collierville and Germantown. The party areas are great. The orders to go, the catering, the tailgating, and the holiday birds. You get it all, 901-754-5540 or online at commissarybbq.com.
1: Let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk baseball, postseason baseball still rolling right along. Two games today and one uh, about to start here in about 20 minutes or so. We'll get to all of that next on Sports Time.
0: Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to sports time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and
1: Bryant Dakis. Mm-hmm. Welcome back again to Sports Time. Brian and Brett with you uh, in our family, Leisure Studios. And uh, baseball playoffs. We've got a 2-0 series. We've got a 2-1 series. Philly's up 2-0. They're about to get started here in just a couple of minutes. Um, right at the top of the hour uh, in the Game 3 in Arizona against the Diamondbacks. Later tonight we'll have Game 4 between the Astros and the Rangers. The Rangers up 2-1. Had an opportunity to go up 3-0 uh, last night, but we talked about it a little bit earlier. Astros just got all over the Rangers early. Um, and, and Proud team. Absolutely. And, and really give give the Rangers a little bit of credit because they they tried to fight back and they, and, fall. And, and they, mm-hmm. they made it a little bit of a game there late um, but but ultimately the Astros just too much for the Rangers so looking at these two games uh today Brett wh- what do you expect to see out of these two
2: I think Arizona's going to fight I, I, yeah. I think they they, they pro- probably get this one today and if they don't it's it's effectively over you know the, the and the crowd it, it is great I think I say this about every baseball analyst on TV okay I just love Pedro Martinez
1: oh man oh Pedro's so
2: good he is so good he, and it his stuff, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand, mm-hmm. was as lights out as oh, any yeah. stuff ever. I mean, it was just so nasty, and he was great. He was colorful, mm-hmm. and 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 and, and, and it, you had to turn your contrast down on your TV if you when it when it pops right. up. <laughs> because it's a pink tie that only oh, Rob it. Fisher could appreciate. Oh, that's
1: beautiful. Oh, I told you about Rob's pink jacket that he was rocking yesterday yep. or, or at game 1 of the preseason. Um, but no, you're right. I'm starting to think I might be like you. I think I just love baseball so much that all of these, you know, pre-game, post-game, they I just love them all. I think they all do a great job.
2: And 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 now that all all the analysts, feel I mean, feels like they played 5 minutes ago. I mean, I, you know, I saw every pitch of all of, you know, all the John Smoltz, all of Pedro, all of Poppy, <laughs> all of Jeter, all of A-Rod. <laughs> that, that's, I even that's like true. A-Rod.
1: Well, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, I know. That's that you, puts me... How about this? I, I'm, yeah. j- I'm just seeing this on Twitter. Um, supposedly Philly fans are trying to buy tickets. This was earlier today obviously. Philly fans are trying to buy tickets for Game 3 of the NLCS tonight in Arizona with no intention of going to try to keep the stadium empty. And there are screenshots of a couple of uh, Phillies fans. Uh, this is one. Good morning to everyone except for Arizona. I just bought 14 tickets for Game 3 in Arizona to assure that there will be 14 less loser Diamondback fans. If there are any Philly fans... Out there in AZ that need tickets, shoot me a DM, no charge, will accept a donation if you feel so obliged. Then another person, I just bought 20 tickets to Arizona tomorrow because I can't, uh, I won't go, but I just don't want it to be filled up with D-back fans. So, how about that? I mean, that's that's a new tactic.
2: What? I got to, boy, you got to appreciate the, the Philadelphia fan. They're staying very on brand. Yeah, How are. did they get so sore at Arizona fans? I, I don't know. I, mean,
1: I guess you, uh, you know, you what, pl- you play them and everybody's fans? against them. I mean, D backs are just happy they're here. I mean,
2: what 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 they do to rile people up? It's
1: great. I just hope now that when I'm watching the game, I just see like a small like a row that just has like nobody sitting there. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the 14 tickets that my Phillies fan bought.
2: That's kind of the anti in the old days to to, to waive the blackout rule. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: Well, on TV. Of, that's right. That's well, we, right. Had, we
2: had to have a sellout to uh-huh. lift blackout rules. Yeah. Wow. Philly fans. One of a kind. Something.
1: One of a they kind. Are. It's
2: beautiful. And, and 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 I'm telling you, starting next year in the postseason, other cities, you better try to match that. Oh. You better actually. try to match Philadelphia.
1: No, Brett. They. Not even just this year. Last year, too. They have set a tone of what mm-hmm. you should have at your they games. They did in bro. 08 and 09. You're, in, you're right. In the back-to-back World you're, Series You're absolutely years. right. But, Brett, think about the difference between the Phillies that, for the past two years, have just gotten in as a wild card, and the fan support there. And then down to Tampa Bay. That was at the beginning of the season. Can't miss. Great team. Stars all around. Oh, that's a great and, comparison. And what they
2: drew. North Pole, South Pole. I mean, it's ridiculous.
1: I and, and they're yeah. about to build a new a new stadium in Tampa Bay for them. I mean, it's it is stark to if if I pulled up a picture of both of those next to each other, it would be it would be incredible to view the differences. But two great games. Uh, one starting in just a couple minutes at the top of the hour. But let's go ahead and get to a break. And when we come back, we'll talk NBA with Keith Smith.